0: The Gucci Girl, Prada Professional, Coach Queen, or Target Trendsetter. No matter how you describe her, she's the most powerful consumer in the country. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Ritan, principal at Top Sale Strategies, as she chats with those in the know so that your business can grow. Now please welcome our host of Purse Strings, Maria Ritan.
1: I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, first up, an article by Carlene Lukowitz in Marketing Daily. This is around Mountain Dew. I don't know how many of you out there actually still drink Mountain Dew. I know I probably gave that up about a bajillion years ago, but I think if you're in your 20s, you probably drink a lot of it. And there's certainly a lot of fans out there who uh, have have a thing for Baja Blast. Um, In fact, a lot of fans had been wanting uh, Mountain Dew to make Baja Blast available in stores. If you'll recall way, way back in 2004. That was a drink that was exclusive to Taco Bell. Then oh. some 30,000 tweets urged Mountain Dew to make those, uh, that drink available in stores, and of course, that's what happened. Um, there were lots of activity around that for a few years, and then it went away for a while. And then, as fans will do, they started tweeting again, bring Baja Blast back and so since then guess what Mountain Dew has been telling fans you know what you give us enough enthusiasm we'll bring it back so part of what Mountain Dew has done now is um, starting to elevate those rabid fans and celebrate them for their enthusiasm around this beverage there's a video series that documents a lucky group of fans making good on their promises uh, to bring back the blast and um, they are they're calling the Baja Blast summer's most wanted beverage. They also kicked off an April Fool's joke, you may have seen it, I don't know, again you'd have to be a fan of Mountain Dew to see it, but saying that the Baja Blast would only be available at a Baja bungalow in Baja California, Mexico. It urged fans to make a reservation and ran a listing on Craigslist. All of which, of course, resulted in a ton of buzz. Um, Also, fans have a chance to earn rewards toward Mountain Dew Baja Blast wearables and prizes through a special rewards program called Dew National Rewards. And guess what? Yep, there's always racing involved. Chase Elliott will race the car bearing the Mountain Dew Baja Blast paint scheme at Bristol Motor Speedway coming up here really soon. So, um, I think really the... The gist of all of this that I wanted to spread with you today is that fan engagement is is critical to brands. It can cause enthusiasm around brands and also drive brands to do some things that maybe they wouldn't normally do and fans really do have a lot of control out there. Twitter was a major uh, way to engage this brand over a series of many, many years and marketers were listening. And not only were they listening, they were leveraging those fans and making heroes out of those fans. I think those are all really critical learnings to this particular program. Uh, So if you're a marketer out there, think about how to celebrate your fans, engage your fans, and get your fans really to spread that buzz for you. Our first profile today is the Coach Queen. There's nearly two million of these women out there in their mid-30s, staying at home even though they've got a college degree, over 100K in household income. Your prerequisite, 2.5 kids. Uh, These are urban dwellers. They're very interested in not only their home looking good, but themselves looking good. Uh, They're interested in the arts. They love to travel, but really they're focused on the family. Everything they do with the family is done on a grand scale. And they're very interested in environmental products and they do shop around for the best price. In fact, they'll hit the clearance rack first. So if you're a marketer, how do you connect with the Coach Queen? Well, her friends. We, we've known this for a really long time that friends, word of mouth is, is kind of the gold out there. Well, with this particular woman, she is. Friends are very influential. Store environment is important to her. This is someone who actually still shops in a retail store, I know that's pretty shocking. She also is looking at magazines both in book and online to shape her opinions and not just home and shelter publications uh, but also people, parenting, uh, some of those. She's online a lot doing shopping. Yes, she still does that as well and she loves her HGTV, TLC and Food Network just about like everyone else in the whole country does. Well, my guest today... um, knows a lot about women and that's why she's on purse strings but she kind of comes at it from a business mindset. Keisha Rivers is the founder and chief outcome facilitator of the CARS group which specializes in facilitated outcome strategies and action planning for clients of all sizes and industries. In fact, she founded the CARS Institute for Learning and Collaboration, which is a 501 nonprofit, which is focused on training and providing resources and supporting new and emerging other nonprofits. Um, We're going to be talking today about her focus on women called the Mindset to Mastery And really, it's how women can take a hold of their careers and and overcome some challenges that perhaps the male persuasion um, isn't challenged by. Um, And we're going to hear how she does it and how successful she is. So stick around. Purse Strings returns in just a moment with Keisha Rivers.
0: Purse Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for the 2018 International Web Award Competition. Web Marketing Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company,
1: valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Award
2: site. Visit www.webaward.org to nominate your company, site, or organization. Deadline for entries is May 31st, 2018.
1: Go to www.webaward.org and sign up today. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be.
0: Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. All of your favorite webmasterradio.fm programs on air and on demand 24-7. Find our shows on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and anywhere you download your podcasts. Add some podcasts to your playlist as part of a better profit margin. More refreshing talk radio on air and on demand 24-7. Only on webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Her Strings is back with the
1: inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Ritam. Welcome back. I'm chatting today with Keisha Rivers, Chief Outcome Facilitator for the CARS Group. The CARS Group facilitates outcomes for personal and professional success and offers a development series for women called Mindset to Mastery. And that's exactly what caught my attention, Keisha. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you on. You are a well accomplished woman. Uh, you have your own nonprofit. You're the chief outcomes facilitator for the CARS group, and you lend your talents to help other women. What's not to love about all of that? <laughs> um, talk a little bit about what you mean by facilitated outcomes.
2: Well, one of the things that I find is that a lot of times when you're working with clients, they they don't really have a very finite description of what they want to have happen. They have kind of an idea, but they don't have a very definitive idea about what it is and how to measure it. So facilitated outcomes has two parts to it. One, outcomes, because I believe that every action that you take should lead to something. You're not just operating because you like to operate. You wanna have some type of goal that you wanna achieve and the the second part being facilitated in that when you're walking people through this process you have to you're not supposed to do it for them and when I first started my business I was a consultant and I really used to come in and I was the hired gun you would bring in if you wanted social media strategies I would design it and I would manage your social media stuff if you want if you're a new business starting up I would write your business plan for you if you were a nonprofit looking at funding I would manage that um if you needed sponsorship acquisition I would manage that. And I kind of started feeling like I was doing people's homework for them <laughs> because I could do it and I'd put my heart and soul into it because I I believed in what they were doing. But once I gave it over to them, they didn't know what to do with it. They didn't know how to maintain (laughs) it. They didn't know how to sustain it. You know, my way of saying it was not exactly their way of saying it. And so I really got frustrated because I would spend all this time and effort working with people on something and then it would just stall. So I started looking at facilitated outcomes as a process because I'm going to guide you through the process but you're going to do the work and I'm going to train you and teach you along the way so that you'll be able to sustain it once I'm done working with you
1: beautiful love it so teach them to fish in other words right exactly
2: (laughs) Exactly.
1: so who benefits from this approach and what types of clients have you found to kind of be your sweet spot
2: you know it's interesting because the process that I came up with benefits everybody and you know all, all people say that you know Everything that you do benefits everyone. But really, I my sweet spot comes in when I'm working with businesses and organizations that are that are people focused. Instead of you necessarily just looking at, okay, we're gonna, you know, we produce t-shirts or we we sell books or, you know, we sell shoes or, or that kind of thing. Instead of me looking at your product production, I look at and I my sweet spot lies with businesses and organizations where they deal with people. They deal with the end user in terms of clients. Um, I work with a lot of nonprofits because they're servicing other people. Um, I work with retailers, I work with you know grocery stores, I work with car dealerships. Um, um, hospitals is a new one that I'm starting to do more with. Um, schools and organizations, pretty much anyone where your product is actually a service that you're providing to people. Those mm-hmm. are the types of people where facilitated outcomes works best because those are the ones where it's a little bit more difficult for them to quantify exactly what success looks like for them. Mm-hmm. So
1: at the end of it, what is kind of the outcome, if you will, of the mm-hmm. approach? I mean what what can what results can people expect to see?
2: Well, the great thing about it is that every time I work with a client, we define what success looks like for them. Mm-hmm. So, if it's a matter of, um, and I've worked with everybody, there are some people that say they want to increase the number of sales that they have, you know, with the car dealerships in particular, they want to move inventory. Then I have someone, some people that want to focus on client experience, and they want to enhance the client experience. There are some people that decide that they want to be able to, um, to make sure that their clients are more independent, you know, in the case of nonprofits. So, it's like, it, it, the great thing about it is we get to define your outcome. So we get to define what success looks like and you can do this process over and over again focusing on different aspects of your company, different aspects of your organization, different aspects of your department and it works regardless of what it is that you're trying to focus on because it takes you through the same steps each time but you have to define what it is you're working towards. So what I love about this is that I am not pigeonholed and I get to work on a number of different things. um, And organizations get to define their success and they get to actually see it manifesting as opposed to having someone else define what their success should look like for them.
1: Love that, yeah. And then there's more buy-in for them as well, Uh, right? Because they know exactly (laughs) that they're in on what they want to achieve and they're willing to commit the work to actually make that happen. so you have several steps of facilitated outcome mm-hmm. do you lead everyone through each step or is that
2: also customized It's customized I made I may go deeper into it depending on where the client is um, when we come in and do an, an assessment and the five steps are very simple um, the first one we talk about your mindset and your vision for success to define exactly what, you're, what you see as being successful because everyone has their own definition the second part is looking at a strategic development plan and a SWOT your strengths your weaknesses your opportunities your threats that's when we do an assessment to find out where you are what is it that you're working with you know what are areas that are strong your weaknesses all of that the third aspect is action planning and learning sessions and that's when we start planning for your outcomes we put a plan in place as far as what steps need to be taken how it needs to go and then the learning sessions come in when if there's something that people are a little bit weak on that we need to strengthen a little bit um, or if there are areas that are brand new to them that they don't know anything about that's where your development growth comes in your learning Um, The fourth is the implementation and accountability, that's when you're actually applying everything and carrying out the steps in the action plan, and we're holding you accountable by having certain benchmarks um, and goal lines for you to meet. And then the fifth piece, which a lot of people miss, is assessment and evaluation. We evaluate your outcomes to see whether or not you reached your goal, but we also assess your process how is it that you did this? What was the step, What were the steps that you used? Because sometimes people don't meet their outcomes, not because the plan was flawed, but because the process for implementing the plan was flawed. Mm. So we look at all of that. And depending on how advanced the organization is, how, what staff they have, how many people have been trained on different things, we may do a deeper dive into different aspects of it, but I go through all five steps with everybody. Perfect. That's
1: great. Well, and and you've specialized a little bit. You have a, a an approach that's just for women. You call it mindset to mastery. First, tell us why you decided to add something just for women.
2: Well, women are different. We process <laughs> differently. Yes, we are. We, we process <laughs> differently. Um, when I work with organizations, and it's a mixture of male and and and, and female. There's a whole different dynamic that comes into play when working with women that doesn't come in necessarily as much when working with men. Um, women tend to have a lot more chatter going on in their heads that end up affecting what it is that they're doing. Um, Women have a lot of different things that they have to learn how to navigate as far as when they're in leadership positions, when they're managing um, groups and teams and and building um, that whole development and growth structure. Um, Women are different in that the way they respond to things is a little bit different. And women don't just walk in and say, I'm awesome at this, I know what I'm doing, I've got this, and what I say goes, women are uh, much, much more susceptible to that little nagging voice in the back of their head that questions everything that they do. Mm-hmm. And right. so I, I always find myself, whenever I was working with women, it didn't matter how accomplished they were, it didn't matter how much, how, how much they had achieved, it didn't matter what kind of education they had, or what kind of background they had, they all had that little nagging thing in the back of their head that would cause them to have either a crisis of conference, um, confidence or it would be something where they felt like they had to abandon who they were as women in order to take on more of a male approach to something. So mindset to mastery is mainly about getting women to accept, acknowledge, and celebrate the fact that they're women and to change some things in their mindset in terms of the way they think about things and the way they process things so they can start to master their purpose, master their destiny, master their gifts, talents, and abilities to the best of their ability. Hmm.
1: I love it. Well, I, I want you to bring this to life for us with maybe an example of one of your clients that you've worked with, but we're going to wait on the other side of the break for you to do that. So everyone, you're going to have to stick around uh, and hear what Keisha has to say about one of her clients and how Mindset to Mastery helped them when Purse Strings returns in just a moment.
0: Purse Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers.
2: Blog, blog blog webmaster webmasterradio.fm
1: we're the talk of the town webmaster Radio. FM. thanks for
2: listening webmaster Radio. FM. we're everywhere
0: her strings is back with the inside track on today's women once again here's Maria Ritan and
1: welcome back I've been chatting today with Keisha River she's the chief outcomes facilitator for the cars group The CARS Group facilitates outcomes for personal and professional success and has a developmental series for women called Mindset to Mastery. And as Keisha was sharing right before the break, this this program really does look at the things that make us special as women. Uh, We're we're very different from men in general, but especially when we look at our careers and how we migrate our careers, we have work-life balance issues, we might have inclusion issues, a lack of confidence, self-talk, things like that that come into play. And, Keisha, I know you have a great deal of experience in this arena, and I'm sure you have a slew of success stories to share, but is there one that kind of bubbles to the top for you that you'd like to share with listeners today?
2: Yeah, there's there's one, and she's kind of, she's an ongoing um, project, as I call her. <laughs> <laughs> Work in progress, right? <laughs> uh, uh, but there there was one in particular where um, there was a, a, a young woman, she'd had over 20 years of experience in healthcare. care. Um, she's, she's a nurse. Um, she has one of the ones that would always be the go-to when it came to bringing on additional, you know, newer nurses and, and women that were coming on board. And she'd been looking at it and saying that, you know, she really wanted to get into doing more speaking and more training because she identified that there was a, a, a gap between what it is that that young people were taught, you know, new nurses were taught in school, and what it is that they needed to do to apply that knowledge. And then there was a gap between leadership that was established and their understanding of what it is that, that people needed to do on the job. So... She would, you know, have these conversations with different people, you know, on site and serve as a mentor and all of this. But she was invited to speak at a conference and to give, you know her background and expertise. The first thing she said was that, I don't know why they're asking me because i'm not i'm I'm not an expert. <laughs> and And I went, wait, I'm sorry, you've got twenty years of experience full yes. two, two person. At your facility, every place you've worked, you're always the go-to person. You're always the one that's mentoring other people. You're teaching other people to mentor other people. Why exactly aren't you the go-to <laughs> one? And, and it was amazing because I actually did this exercise with her where I rewrote her LinkedIn summary for her, describing... Mm. Exactly who she is and everything. And I rewrote it and I sent it to her and I said, okay, you keep telling me you're not the expert. You keep saying that, you know, you, you need to go back and get a certification, another degree, so on and so forth. So I sent her the summary and I said, okay, so what would you think about this person if you read this bio saying that this person was coming to speak at a conference? And she read it, and she was like, oh, my gosh, this person's amazing. She's (laughs) done all of this work, and she's well-fed. And and it's not just that she has the degree, but she's got the years of experience. She's obviously well-respected, da-da-da-da-da, all of this. And I said, that's you. (laughs) And she just went, are you kidding? And I was like, no, that's you. Mm-hmm. Based this on you. This is everything that you've done, and she looked at it, and and she was like, she said, for the first week, she had to read it to herself several <laughs> times a day, so to be like, this is actually me. And I and I and then I I I I put it, you know, I revised it, and I put her name in it, and I said, I need you to read this over and over again, so that you recognize who you are, mm-hmm. and and so often. That mindset piece where women don't, we don't see ourselves as everybody else sees us. We see ourselves based on, you know, where we came from. If we, if we had a bad divorce, if we had a bad relationship, if we, you know, ended up having to start over, we see ourselves in light of all the struggle that we've had to endure. And so you know she's she's still a work in progress, but now she's actually gotten to the point where she's applying to and has been accepted as a speaker and presenter at several conferences. Um And you know we're working on getting you know her out there and and she started doing these videos and you know and telling people, and I said, you know you need to stay away from the comfort level stuff where you're just sharing your struggle. You need to start, you know standing up in your gifts and your and your expertise. So we're working on her doing that, and and she was so funny because she'll send me a message and she's like, I had a moment of crisis today, but I read that summary. And- <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
1: I just love that example because we are used to looking at ourselves through our own lenses and rarely do we get the opportunity to hear or see how others view us. And it sounds like that this is a large part of your practice really is – is kind of putting the mirror up to these women to say hey you you are a confident uh, professional who knows what you're doing Mm -hmm. and I'm just curious you mentioned a little bit in your bio about learning communities I think this feeling of hearing other people uh kind of beam back to you what they see about you is so powerful yes. are, are these communities where women can stay engaged with others as maybe they either go through your program or even outside of your program I'm curious about that
2: yes actually one of the things that I, I realized and I recognize is that we need to women work better in community we, we need to get that feedback from other people. The second thing I realized is that when I was working with people individually, I would be, think, I'd be talking to one client and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I need to connect you with this person because you guys are going through the same exact thing or this person just went through that. So I shifted my model and instead of working with women individually, I work with them in small groups. And so I put together these learning communities and the learning communities, they're not always everybody that's on the same level You know, sometimes you're a little bit higher and sometimes you're a little bit lower, but it's meant to support each other. It's meant to, you know, bounce ideas off of each other. It's meant to grow and develop together. So no one is any more respected or, or, you know, seen as being up here and everyone else is down here. It's seen as a way for them to collaborate. Um, and work on things together and it's so funny because sometimes I've, I've had groups that have you know come together and do this and we'll use um, either you know Facebook group or we'll use um, you know group me or some type of messaging app and they'll start talking especially when I give them assignments and I start you know pulling stuff out and they'll they'll complain and they'll start messaging each other and complaining about me and they're they're you know all (laughs) all bonding and I and and then I'll go you know I can read this right (laughs) 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 so you know so so you know I'm like well I'm glad you're bonding but I can read this I can (laughs) see what you're saying about me um but we've, you know, and, I, and I've done the groups like that. And then I've gone as far as I've, I've hosted um, a um, retreats where I did a released and ready um, cruise for several years. Um, and um, I haven't planned one for this year, but I'm probably going to pick it up again next year. And the very first one I did five years ago, the women who met on that initial cruise when I first started this are still connected. Mm-hmm. They're having their own getaways, they're planning, they're doing their own um, strategic planning meetings and self-planning meetings and, and supporting each other through personal things as well as professional things. And I'm like completely out of the loop. They're just, you know, doing their own stuff. And I'm feeling jealous, like, hey, I'm the one that brought you guys together here. Um, <laughs> but it's great because they now have that support system and that accountability so that when they, they you know, have the... the 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 monkey brain going on and and something that's whispering to them and telling them that you can't do this they have somebody else that they can call up who's celebrating them and who can kind of set them you know set them straight so it's awesome
1: that's wonderful so um real quickly before we have to wrap up I'm curious uh, can anyone at any level in their career uh, benefit from mindset to mastery or do you see that maybe it's Women who have a certain amount of years in their profession, or maybe even women who might be at the point where they want to switch professions or, or make a change in some way, shape, or form?
2: It actually can be applied to women at any level, um, because the, the, the process that we go through applies across the board. There are differences in terms of things that we do based on what your goals are with it. If it's someone mm-hmm. that's just starting out, there's a lot more about discovering who you are and discovering your gifts, talents, and abilities and knowing you know where you fit and what your purpose is and all of that kind of stuff. you know that's that's different. Then I have some people that are established and they're looking at, you know what, I've been doing this for a certain period of time and I just realized that I'm in a comfort level and a comfort zone and therefore I need to go ahead and kick my own butt so that I can move to the next thing, but I need help with that. And then I have some women who are pivoting because they've been doing something, you know, forever and they decided, you know what, yeah, I took this job because I was married, I had kids, I had responsibilities and yeah, I was great at it, but I really want to go and do this. So now they're making a complete shift or you know, or they've raised their kids and they were married and I can't tell you how many women that have come to me that they all went through a divorce and their kids are grown and they're like, you know what, for the first time in my life I can focus on me and this is what I really want to do. So the process may not necessarily change too much because I love having an approach that can be customized just like with facilitated outcome. It's the same process. It just adds in different things based on what their goals are. So, we group them according to similar life goals and similarly where you are.
1: Mm-hmm. That makes a ton of sense. Well, and there may be a lot of people listening today that's like, hey, I need to find out more about that. And I'm going to tell you where you can find out more about that. So, you can connect uh, with Keisha um, at Cars Group. That's with a K. K-A-R-S Group dot com. Feel free to reach her there, learn more about her practice and Mindset to Mastery, which again is a specialized program within her practice. And Keisha, thank you so much for being on the show today and sharing more about Mindset to Mastery.
2: Well, thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it.
1: So, so thankful that you're out there doing that great work and it sounds like so many people are benefiting from it. Thanks to my producer, George, and join me right here next week for another edition of Purse Strings, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one.